Welcome. You're listening to Strength for the Hour, the radio outreach of Fruit of the Vine Ministries in Louisville, Ohio. We're passionate about strengthening you with deep truths from the Word of God and bringing hope to the world through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, My words are spirit and they are life. So may you experience new life from this message today by John Davison. Well, praise God, brothers and sisters. Welcome to another broadcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. I, I am just so excited about this word. This is going to help you understand so many things, so many words and phrases, things that you've you've heard people say. Maybe it's something you've never personally experienced. It's my my desire and my passion for you by the end of this broadcast for you to understand how to clearly hear and identify the word of God speaking to you and the Holy Spirit speaking to you and Jesus speaking to you. It's going to be absolutely phenomenal when you're done. You are going to have so much ammunition and you're going to be so prepared on on understanding this that it's just going to change your life. And I'm so, I'm just, again, I'm so excited about what God is doing. And so I want to start somewhere here. I want to, I want to, I want a foundation here that we're going to build off of so that you can grab a hold of this concept and you can run with this in your own personal walk. The book of John chapter 10 and verse 7. And Jesus says this, truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes, but to not, but to steal, kill and destroy. I came that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. What is he saying? He's saying, listen, there's two different things going on here. There's two different things. You've got a real adversary, a real devil, a real demon, a real, a real entity in the spiritual realm who is trying to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to kill your relationship with God. He wants to steal your peace, and he wants to destroy your mental state so that you are complete chaos in this world, even though you're a saved Christian. Believe it or not, many people live that way, and you might live that way too. And we're going to help you understand how to overcome this and how to overcome the enemy today. And so I want to step back just a few verses because Jesus says, listen, I'm the good shepherd. What is a shepherd? A shepherd is somebody who, who leads sheep, who leads the, the flock, if you will. And see, Jesus is the king of kings and Lord of lords. And we are his flock. We are his followers. We're what's called disciples. We are disciplined by the good shepherd. And he says, listen, I'm going to give you the way in, the way out. I'm going to show you how to how to have everything. You're going to be able to come in and come out. You're going to find pasture. What is pasture? Pasture is a place where you eat. A pasture is a place where you get to go and find nourishing food. In other words, the shepherd is going to guide you, speak to you, bring you into a place where you're going to have nourishment you're going to be able to be at peace because you know the shepherd is watching over you. But it takes focus on the shepherd and it takes an understanding of hearing the shepherd's voice so that you can understand when the shepherd is moving and calling and speaking. So I'm going to jump back to the beginning of John chapter 10. Listen to what Jesus is saying here. He said, truly, 
truly I say to you. Now listen, whenever the word of God says something twice like that, when he, basically this is what he's saying. Really listen to what I'm about to tell you. Pay extra, extra attention. This is serious business here. Truly, truly, I say to you, Jesus says, he who does not enter by the door into the sheepfold, but climbs up from some other way is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his sheep by name and he leads them. Wait a minute. You're telling me that the God of the universe knows my name and he's guiding me individually? Not just in masses, not just as a huge group in a pew, not just through the pastor, the under shepherd, but the shepherd, the good shepherd, the king of kings and lord of lords. He speaks to me individually. Yes, he knows your name. He knows the color of your eyes. He knows the count of hair on your head. He speaks to you individually. That is a relationship that you have access to now through the shed blood of Jesus Christ if you've come to him and you're a new creation you've been born again and you've entered in through the door through and into the kingdom of God where you have a king who guides you and and keeps you and a holy spirit who brings you into all truth it says he calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out verse 4 when he brings out his own sheep he goes before them. In other words, he guides them. He shows them which way to go. He's the one that clears the path. It says, listen, and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. But yet another voice and a stranger they will not follow. They will run away from him for they do not know the voice of the stranger. Jesus told them this parable, but they did not understand what he was telling them. Let me explain to you a little something that I've learned in my walk with Messiah that has radically changed my life, and it will radically change yours as well. You see, we have two voices. Scripture later tells us, it tells us that we are to take every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. What in the world does that mean? That means that every thought that comes into our head doesn't necessarily mean that it's our thought. Just because a thought is planted, okay? Jesus talked about sowing seed. Do you know that the devil sows seeds too? Do you know that the devil tries to sow seeds in your mind to see if they'll stick? He wants to see if he can plant a seed inside and see if you'll grab a hold of that seed, if it'll take soil and it'll produce fruit for the kingdom of darkness. He throws thoughts into your mind and he tries to get you to believe what he's saying. Jesus said the sheep hear his voice and a stranger's voice they won't listen to. So how do we know Jesus's voice and how do we know the enemy's voice? How do we know the thoughts that come in are from the Holy Spirit or whether or not the thoughts are coming in from darkness? Well, let's look at an example of the scriptures. Okay, Let's talk about this because I want to show you in the word of God how this plays out and how the reality of this is so true. And the word of God shows us this. Now, listen, it says this. Now, Jesus had just got done being baptized by the Holy Ghost. This was in Matthew chapter three. And I'll read that for you. Matthew chapter three, verse 13. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John the Baptist, the, the immerser at the Jordan, to be baptized by, by him. 
But John prohibited him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? But Jesus answered, Let it be so now, for it is to fulfill all righteousness. Then he permitted him. And when Jesus was baptized, he came up immediately out of the water, and suddenly the heavens were opened to to him. And he saw the Ruach, the Spirit of God, descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven saying this, This is my beloved Son, in whom I love, in him I am well pleased. Here's the voice, the voice of the Holy Spirit. Here's Jesus setting the example. He said, all this needs to be done to fulfill all righteousness, all right standing with God. The people need to see this. They need to understand this. People need to understand what's happening here. This has to happen, John. It has to happen. Why? It's an example. The Holy Spirit comes upon a believer. The Holy Spirit comes upon Jesus. And the Lord first, when you get born again, the Lord makes some promises to you. He pronounces things over you. Did you know that? When you receive the Holy Spirit, the Lord says, you are now my son or you are now my daughter. You, I am now your father. Listen, when Jesus received the Holy Spirit, God said, this is my beloved son in whom I love with him. I am well pleased. Do you realize that when all of your sins were removed on the cross, when you came to Jesus and you received the Holy Spirit, when you got born again, God doesn't see your sins anymore. He sees a son or a daughter whom he loves in whom he is well pleased. I know you must grasp this. You must understand that you are being conformed to the image of Christ. Scripture says that we go from glory to glory. In other words, God, the the concept of glory is God putting his footprint on the ground. So, so the Hebrew word for glory, literally it, 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 it comes from when God fell on the tabernacle and left an imprint on the ground. They said that was God's glory. In other words, God has been here. So when you go from glory to glory, it means that God has placed himself, God has placed his footprint in your heart, in your spirit, in your person, in new ways. He sets it here, then he sets it here, then he sets it here, then he sets it here. And he does that once you get born again. This is the place where he put his sandals and he owns that territory. He owns you and he says, you're my son, you're my daughter with whom I love. And you, I am well pleased, and I'm going to conform you in every single way. I'm going to sanctify you through and through to the image of Christ. You're going to be sanctified, set apart. You're speaking your language and everything. But it says this. It said to Jesus, listen, you're my son. So God's saying to you, you're my son or daughter. He's saying with you, I'm well pleased, Jesus. If you're born again, you're you're God's righteousness in Christ. I'm so pleased with you. I'm so pleased with you, church. I love you. You're my bride. I want you to be spotless and blameless. I love you now. You're saved. You're born again. You're sanctified to me. And I'm well pleased with you. I'm pleased that you came to me. I'm pleased that you accepted Jesus. I'm pleased that you're in standing in relationship with me. But then all of a sudden, Jesus gets moved into the desert. Sometimes we have to go back into the world after we get saved, don't we? We get saved. We have that amazing experience with the Lord. 
all of a sudden we feel clean before him. We feel like a son or a daughter. We feel like kings and queens in the kingdom. We're in the presence of God. And then all of a sudden it feels like all hell broke loose against us. And we go back. We have to go into the desert. We have to go back into our world. We have to go back to our jobs. We have to go back to that family life at home. We have to go back to those people that, that used us and abused us and hurt us. We have to go back into the wilderness. But listen, God is still saying, I love you. You're my son. You're my daughter. I'm well pleased in you. I gave you a promise. This is what I said about you. And look at what happens to Jesus. Matthew chapter 4. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tested by the devil. Whoa. Wait a minute. Tested in what? What is he going to be tested on? Listen to this. Listen to what the devil... Listen to the voice of the enemy. I want you to understand the voice of the enemy because the voice of the enemy is going to test you in three ways all the time. Three specific ways that you can identify when a thought comes in your head, whether or not it's from God or whether it's from the enemy. And he says this. And the, it says, uh, And he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and then he was hungry. And the tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God... Command these stones to be turned into bread. What was the first thing that the strange voice said to Jesus? Listen, God just told Jesus, this is my son whom I love in whom I'm well pleased. The devil comes along, tries to put a thought in Jesus's head. He goes, wait, wait, wait. If you're the son of God, what is he doing? He's questioning what God said. He is saying to Jesus, do you really believe what God said about you? Are you really a child of God? Are you sure you're even saved? Do you really have the Holy Spirit? Are you sure you're actually a Christian? Are you really in right relationship with God? Does God really hear you? And God says, I've been here the whole time. What is Jesus's response? He said, but Jesus answered. Matthew chapter four, verse four. He said, listen. It is written. God has already said, devil. God said, man shall not live by bread alone. But what? Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You know what he told the devil? He goes, you ain't speaking the truth, son. He goes, listen, my father said. And when the devil comes to you and he tries to say, are you a child of God? You say, my father says, I am. My father says that I am a son. I am a daughter. I am a king. I am a queen of the most high God. And you come and you try to question my salvation? Uh-uh, devil. My father is well pleased with me. Now listen, you need to do the sin check. Don't be afraid. If you've got sin in your life, you might need to repent in areas. And the devil might come at that time and he might accuse you and try to make you feel demeaned, try to make you feel dirty. But listen, God says you're his son or his daughter. You just need to repent. You just need to come before the father and say, Lord, forgive me. Father, forgive me for this thing that I've done. I want to change. And listen, you need to stop acting upon the thoughts the enemy puts in your head. Where does sin start? Sin starts inside. When you have a desire, the devil comes in and he sows seeds at that desire. And he says, listen, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get this person to do what I want to do. But you're listening to him instead of listening to the father. The father says you're a new creation and everything's old. Everything passed away. Everything becomes new. You're new. All that stuff that you used to do, it's gone now. The enemy's coming in saying, remember when you did this? Remember when you did that? And you're like, yeah, I do remember that. Well, that, that was kind of fun. Well, let me go do that again. No, it starts with a seed of doubt from the enemy. And that's what he tried to do to Jesus. And Jesus said, no, 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 listen, listen, listen. It's written. My father says this about me. 
And so whatever you're saying, devil, I'm not listening. I'm not listening, dude. I have no time for you. I'm not listening to that thought. Just because a thought comes into your head, it doesn't mean that it's your thought. The Holy Spirit speaks to you through thoughts. He'll speak into your inner spirit. Father speaks audibly at times, but most oftenly he'll speak through his word and he'll bring his word to your remembrance and he'll speak through a thought. He will speak through a thought or an image in your mind. He will do that. He speaks that way because that's, and the enemy is just a copycat of God. He's just trying to do the same thing the Holy Spirit does. And he's trying to bring a thought to your house. Well, remember when you used to sleep with that one girl when you were younger? Remember that time when you and her did this? And all of a sudden there's this image and this thought. Listen, he's just trying to plant that seed of ugliness, that seed of sin back in you to get you to, to get you to camp there. And you go, no, 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 wait, 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 ha, ha, ha. That's not me. I don't know who that person was, but it certainly ain't me. I don't do that anymore. I love my wife. I love my children. I'm not going to deal with that stuff anymore. I know I used to drink, but yeah, so what? The bar's open. Yeah, okay, my friends want me to... No, 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 no. That's not who I am anymore. My father says I'm clean. My father says I'm sober. My father says that I don't do this stuff anymore. My father says that he has authority over all this stuff, and he says he took it out of my life. I'm not listening to this. I'm not listening to these people anymore. And Jesus said, listen, it's written. You have to read the Word of God, and you have to believe what God says about you. Do you know there's so much in the New Testament about what God says about you? What God thinks about you? How much he loves you? How much he wants to build you up? How much he wants you to understand how much you're in a relationship with him? How much he, he calls you to, to, to a place and he empowers you and he sanctifies you and he gives you his Holy Spirit? power and authority to overcome devils and serpents and snakes and all these things that try to come against you? Do you know that you can live a victorious life today in Christ? Do you know that you can live sin? You, you, can, you can live in a place where you live as a saint and you stop thinking of yourself as a sinner saved by grace. Do you realize that you're no longer a sinner once you get saved? You're a saint. Paul never writes to the sinners in Ephesus. He writes to the saints. He never says to you wretched, filthy, dirty sinners in Philippi. No, he never does that. He says to you who are in Christ Jesus and in the love of the Father. That's who you are in Jesus. And you need to live from that perspective. And Jesus says to the devil, listen, it is written, man's not going to live. Listen, live. That's talking about life. Man is not going to live by just eating, by just bread alone. He said, but he will live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So first he was tested in what God said about him. Then the devil took him up to a holy city and set him on a high point on the temple and said to him, now this is verse 5 and 6, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it is written, he shall give his angels charge concerning you. What? If you are the son of God. Again, with the questioning of identity. Understand your identity in Christ. Understand what God says about you. Understand that you are a son and a daughter. If you are the son, if you are a child of God, then go do this. Go prove it. What he's saying is, is that if you doubt who you are, go, go, go prove it. Go prove it instead of just believing it. He's saying, I want to see outward stuff. I want to, I want to see works. I want to see you prove to me you need to go. Why? Because he's trying to get you to doubt who you are. He's trying to say that if you aren't secure, I can get you to do what I want you to do. I want you to go prove it. Now go dance for me, little monkey. No. 
This is what we say to him. We say, it's not if, devil. It's I am. Just as God said he is, I am too. I am a son of God. I am a daughter of God. I am in the kingdom. I am born again. I am sanctified. I am in a relationship with my father. And I do have all authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. I do have the authority to cast out demons, to cleanse the leper, to raise the dead and to heal the sick. And you will not question my authority and you better run because I'm coming for you, devil. I'm serious. This is, you can live here, folks. Brothers and sisters, you can live here. This is, this is real awesome this is living the christian life this is christianity at its at its awesome this is just so great this is just good stuff so jesus says to him it is also written you shall not tempt the lord your god what do you mean you you don't have to go out and waller around and try to prove to god who you are he says who you are he says you're my son or daughter go walk it Verse 8, again the devil took him up to a very high mountain and showed him a kingdom and all the world and their grandeur and said to him, all these things I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. What's he saying now, folks? Then the devil comes to you and he goes, well, listen. Listen, Christian, this is what I want you to do. If you really are a Christian, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to give you a successful business. I'll give you all kinds of people that are, that are, I'm going to give you a million dollars. I'm going to make you win the lottery. I'm going to give you a fast car. I'm going to give you the biggest house. If you'll just worship me. What's he saying? If you'll compromise in your walk with God, if you'll just, if you'll just give up your, your identity for just a few moments and bow the knee to me, I'll give you all authority over the world. He told Jesus, I'll give you all authority over the entire world if you just worship me. What was he challenging Jesus on? He was challenging Jesus on his God. He said, if you worship me, and, he, and, God, and Jesus says this, he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. He says, get away from me, Satan, for it is written. In other words, here's what the word of God says. You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. So he's going to question you on your sonship. He's going to question you on your identity, and he's going to question you on your authority. The devil brings all of these things in. If you have a thought in your mind that makes you question what God says about you, it certainly is not God. And if somebody speaks to you and says, somebody might say to you, well, you're just this, or you're just that, and you go, man, I, I wonder if I'm like that. No, God says you are free in Christ. You are a son or a daughter in Christ. Well, you just think you're a holy roller and you just think you're so good and you just think this and you just think that. No, I think what God thinks. I speak what God speaks. I say what my father says about me because a stranger's voice I won't listen to. And I don't care how blood related these people are that are speaking things to you that are not what God's speaking to you. You choose God and you serve him only and you agree with the, the word of the Lord and you see how your life will radically change when God says that you will live victoriously. When God says that you are the head and not the tail. When God says that you will live a victorious life in Christ Jesus in this present age. I'm not saying trials and tribulations don't come. I'm not saying that you're not going to have to go through some things. I'm not saying that life isn't going to hit you. But when life hits you, you stand on the rock of the word of God. You learn the word of God so that when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, you can identify the word of the Holy Spirit 
you know that the Holy Spirit is telling you this is what God is telling you and calling you to do. This is how God is telling you to respond to that situation, not what the enemy is telling you to do. And you know exactly what the Holy Spirit is leading you into so that you don't have to question your actions. You don't have to question whether or not you're making the right decision. You just say, thus says the Lord. The Lord says this to me. This is what God told me to do. This is where God told me to go. This is how he told me to respond to people. This is how he told me to love people. This is how he wants me to respond to my boss. This is how he wants me to live at work. This is how he wants me to do my job. When the enemy comes in and says, no, 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 no. Well, why don't you just steal that? Or why don't you just cook the books a little bit? You say no, because God told me to do my job unto him as if I was working for him and not for man. And that's the way we live more than victorious in Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, you can know the shepherd's voice. You can know the voice of the Lord. You can know what he's saying. You can understand the words that are coming out of his mouth and identify them as he brings thoughts into your mind. Remember the scripture that I started out with. It says to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. What does that mean? It means that every thought that comes in your head has to be filtered through the word of God. And when you filter it through the word of God, you will know whether or not the thought that came in your head is from a satanic origin or if it's a holy seed being planted to bring forth fruits of righteousness. Jesus said he is the vine. You are the branches. Anybody who remains in him and and, and he and you will bear much fruit. I want to see you bear fruit for the kingdom. We're fruit of the vine ministries. We want to see fruit in your life. We want to see you discipled, trained, on fire, unstoppable, and unbeatable in this present age. And praise God, God has given you everything you need to do that. So Father, we thank you so much for this word today. We thank you for consistency. We thank you for being able to hear your voice. We thank you that we don't have to worry anymore whether or not you're for us or against us. We know that you're with us and you've spoke to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for this broadcast of Strength for the Hour. Our hope is that you have received rest, revelation, edification, sanctification, and truth. To learn more about this ministry and to be further strengthened in your faith, you can visit us at our website, www.fruitofthevine.wix.com forward slash fruit of the vine. There you'll find a link to our Facebook and YouTube. If you'd like to send us a letter, please write to Fruit of the Vine Ministries, P.O. Box 222, Louisville, Ohio, 44641. And for a final word of encouragement, here again is John Davison. Thanks, Alex. You know, God anointed the New Testament writers, and the Holy Spirit spoke through them, and says this in the book of Hebrews, chapter 4 and verse 12. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. And Jesus says this in the book of Revelation, chapter 3 and verse 8. He says, listen, I know your deeds. See, I place before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you have little strength. Yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Well, praise God, brothers and sisters, that the word of God was able to penetrate into our hearts today and that the Lord gave us strength through his message as he spoke the word through his word by his Holy Spirit to you where you're at in your home and in your atmosphere. 
So I just thank you so much for taking your time and listening to the Word of God with us today. We hope that you've been blessed, encouraged, and strengthened by the Word of God. So thank you so much. God bless you and keep you in His perfect peace. In Jesus' mighty name, Shalom. Shalom.